Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He leaves away. Australia are away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth Hello and welcome to the Scooby Other Cricket Podcast dedicated to the women's game. I'm Emily Collin. And I'm Laura Jolly. And joining LJ and I on the scoop today is Lily Mills and Piper Cleary, a Scorchers duo who joined us um, when they made the trip to Melbourne at the Junction Oval. So it was fun to chat with Lily and Piper, get to know them a little bit. But LJ, of course, there's always a lot to wrap up in the next lot of WBBL games. Uh, First of all, any big performances of the week that stood out to you that you particularly enjoyed watching? One thing I've really enjoyed seeing has been the improvements Charlie Knott has made to her game. Yeah. I think she's obviously like a huge talent for a few years now, but she added a lot of power to her game, which yeah. she didn't have in the past. She's yeah. like, Charlie's hitting sixes now. Bowled really well the other night too against the Stars. Like everyone saw that one that jagged back in yeah. and bowled Sophia Dunkley and left Sophia looking a, a bit stunned. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been really excited to see the way Charlie's game has come on and um, it's really exciting to think where she could get to in the future. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, Charlie's looking awesome. Um, can definitely see a future in Aussie colours for Charlie, I reckon. She's looking really good across all facets of the game. But a superstar, clearly already a superstar, Phoebe Litchfield, but she just keeps getting better and better. Um, last night, Monday night, Thunder coming up against the Hurricanes. Phoebe Litchfield, she came in um, came in at three, I think. A really big chase to get over the Hurricanes in Launceston. And she whacked 68 off 42 balls. Now, it wasn't enough uh, for the Thunder to get across the line. I think they left the chase a little bit too late. But Phoebe was just teeing off. She was, uh, I think she had four sixes and six fours. And she was just clearing the boundary with ease. And she looked so good out there. I think she's now averaging 140 odd um, across her three matches um, in the WBBL. And she also last night became uh, the youngest player to ever reach a thousand WBBL runs. So the future is Phoebe. <laughs> it is. I saw a really cool stat from um, Hypercost last night that oh, mentioned man. that Phoebe Litchfield hit eight sixes in her first 49 WBBL innings across four seasons. In her last three games, she's hit seven sixes. Wow. <laughs> so, she's made good on this promise to hit more sixes. Yep. She's uh, hit the gym and <laughs> now she's hitting sixes. The topsy-turvy results have kept coming. There's like, you just never know. There has 
There has, and everyone's on the board now. Everyone's got wins, and it looks really, really hard to pick who might make this top four because everyone's beating each other at the moment. Do not envy any tippers out there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very hard to get those tips right. Uh, but LJ, what was your number one surprise for this week? My surprise is that the Stars' top order is still not quite mm. clicking. You know, They invested really heavily in overseas batting talent. They've got yeah. Meg Lanning, Annabelle Sutherland, Capsi uh, Dunkley, and... Boucher and mm. yeah, still haven't really seen them able to click and put together a big performance. So I'm sure yeah. it's not too far away. Obviously, Meg's hit the 150, and you know, I think it will happen for them, but yeah, yeah it's been surprising that that's something that hasn't quite come together for them yet. Yeah, they're big names. It just seems, and like it seems like when the wickets fall, they kind of come in clump. Yeah, and they swap things up a bit against the Scorchers, yeah. which I think is the right move. Dunkley's not quite settled yet, so maybe pushing her down the order and just taking the heat off her a bit's the right thing to do. But that means Sophie Reed's opening with Meg Lanning now, yeah. which is was a surprise as well. Definite surprise. Um, so yeah, be interesting to see how that kind of goes about the next few games and what approach they take. Yeah, you kind of get the feeling it's not too far away um, for the Stars' top order to click. Um, um, how about for you? I was surprised, but pleasantly t- surprised, to see the Hurricanes record back-to-back wins. The first one, pretty tough circumstances. What was it, a, a T8 game? It was a T8. A T8. And, yeah, the Canes did win the flip, which is obviously if yep. you're batting second in those games, you're... Very, very good chance of winning. Yeah, so they got one over the strikers, defending chance, which is a good win for them and possibly contributed to their – they came out really positively um, on Monday night in Launceston, made a really big total. Lizelle Lee was taking no prisoners. She was smoking all the bowlers, all parts of the ground. And, yeah, they made a, they made a total that the Thunder couldn't chase down. So I'm sure the, the Hurricanes will be stoked with that. Um, and, yeah, as you said, all teams on the board now um, and anything can happen. Yeah, so M, win of the week. What was the uh – Biggest result in your view? For me, I think it was massive for the Sixers to get on the board against the Renegades. They desperately needed a win. Uh, They couldn't have gone 4-0. I think that would have been entering a bit of danger territory for them. But now 3-1, you just kind of get the sense with a team of their quality, uh, so many quality players, even without Alyssa Healy, you just get the sense that one win can open the floodgates for them. They head to the Wacker next. Um, We were discussing earlier that... Elise Perry's got a, an outstanding record at the, at the Wacker, and yeah, I just get the feeling that this could release the floodgates for them, and we could see the Sixers of old. Absolutely, and uh, for me, it was the Stars getting over the Scorchers at the City Power Centre on Sunday—a really important win for them after yeah. three straight losses. Again, like a, a fourth in a row would have left them in a really tough spot. Um, they had to, you know, fight pretty hard for it. They thought they were probably a bit off par with the total they put on the board, but Mm. they bowled really well. Sophie Day was outstanding. Annabelle Sutherland was outstanding. And then they they held off a a late surge led by Alana King to to get the points. And again, for them, I think that was a really important win. A lot of chatter this week, LJ, about the lack of third umpire technology, which is um, seems to be hurting the the stream games. Um, What's your view on that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tricky one and it is obviously one that when all these stream games are on Fox, it can mm. be quite hard for people to see the difference too. Like yeah. if every game's on TV, why doesn't every game have this technology? And um, obviously Channel 7 do a very different level of broadcast to yeah. when games are live streamed and that what is mm. what allows DRS to exist there. Obviously we'd love to have more 
full mm. production TV games, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, for where we're at this season in the stream games isn't good enough to support DRS. Mm. Cricket Australia has said they want to have third umpire available for every game next year. I know yeah. people are going to say, why can't this happen immediately too, which would be great. It does involve installing extra cameras. You do have to have those extra cameras that are in line with the creases for the mm. stumpings and the runouts. Yeah. You can tell, like last night with Lizelle Lee, you can tell sometimes when mm. someone is out of their ground from the more mid-wicket angled camera that is there for broadcast, mm. but it's not good enough to make a proper call as yeah. a third umpire for the really tight ones. So, yeah, I think it's something that I can see why fans and players are really frustrated, particularly because it's really inconsistent. Like yeah. the Renegades don't have many Channel 7 games. Yeah. They don't get to use the DRS much and these calls can affect the outcome of matches. You know, you feel bad for the umpires too. They're, they're kind of being left hung out to dry when everyone makes mistakes, no one's perfect but they don't have the technology to, to back them up. Yeah, it's a tough position for the umpires to be in, um, but you can also empathise with the players. I yeah. mean, the Thunder, you can't deny that that, that the Lozelle Lee call. That was 76 runs, I think, that she scored after that stumping was given not out mm. and, and that probably changes the result That's of that pretty, match. Yeah, pretty game-defining. Um, so, yeah, but it is good to hear Cricket Australia come out and say that they are, like, there's no doubt they're looking at it and they will strive to... And um, I think they've said there'll be 10 extra games with DRS next year too. Oh, Maybe that discussion changes even more after this season. Maybe that number could end up being higher. Mm. We don't know, but... Fingers yeah. crossed. It's, it's good that there will be action taken. Yeah. We'll move to a more positive note <laughs> to finish. Uh, it was great to see Talia McGrath and Georgia Redmayne up in Adelaide uh, on Monday at sunny Adelaide Oval officially launching the stadium series. Yeah, T-Mac just spoke about how excited she was. I mean, she's grown up watching people, watching her heroes play on Adelaide Oval and now she's got the opportunity to um, run out there with her strikers teammates. So we're hoping to get uh, really good crowds at the three matches at the Adelaide Oval, the SCG and the MCG at the back end of the WBBL. So uh, for all those fans in Australia, make sure you head to cricket.com.au slash Big Bash and buy your tickets because trust us, you won't want to miss out on this. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really exciting. There's never been a standalone WBBL game at the SCG, so that's going to be a really special way to end the regular season with a Sydney smash. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening to the Scoop podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoy a very fun chat with Lily Mills and Piper Cleary. Piper Cleary, Lily Mills, welcome to the Scoop podcast. Thank you guys for joining us here in Melbourne. Um, it's been a pretty wild start to WBBL 09. How have you guys found it with the Scorchers so far? Uh, yeah, it's it's been really good. Um, we we're just talking about the travel. Obviously, it's been it's been a um, a busy start, um, but obviously two and one. I think we would have taken that. We um we had a pretty entertaining game against the Heat at North Sydney for the bowlers. So, um, yeah, it's been enjoyable. Yeah, it's a bit of a bowler's graveyard at North Sydney. But, um, no, it's been good to, to get a few wins, especially being on the road and um, and then getting back to the Wacker in front of, you know, our home crowd. It's always great to play there and, and to get the win in front of them. It's um, always nice. How do you both cope with, with all that travel and how do you pass time when you're on planes that much? Oh, I've watched a lot and... I listen to podcasts, read. Watch a lot of cricket or just other stuff? No, like Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And just random stuff, like stuff I'm not even watching at home. Um, <laughs> otherwise, it depends who you're next to as well. Yep. I've been next to a couple of randoms on the way home. Um, randoms? Yeah. Like, just, like, like random general people, sorry. <laughs> sorry <just randoms. laughs> so if you get like, stuck next to someone like decent in our team, it's all right, I just talk for yeah, half yeah. the trip. 
Do you guys have to kid up on flights? Yeah. Okay. We do. Oh, yeah. We okay. do. And so do the randoms yeah. want to talk? Moons was sitting next to a uh, civilian, if we want to call them that. <laughs> Um, and she she was getting her ear chewed off, so he I think... Came, he came and was meant to come to the game on Wednesday, yeah, actually. I didn't genuine. ask her about that. She made a friend. Moons. Yeah. Exchange numbers. Selling tickets. She's actually chief promoter. We'll have to ask her about that if he actually rocked up on it. Mm. And so LJ and I, we're, we were big fans of the dog round um, that you guys used to have at Lilac Hill. Um, don't know about you guys, but or how did you feel... It is no longer. Um, I think it was it was polarizing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the people that love dogs loved it, and yeah. obviously, um, lilac being a bit of a sort of spiritual home and and kind of nice to get the crowd so close to it with the rides and you know the dog parade being a bit of a show. Yeah. I think it'll be, and Chris is going to hate me saying this. I think it will be better for us in terms of yeah. being able to warm up and yeah. um, that sort of stuff. Yeah, sometimes those those things can get in the way a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sophie Devine was probably thrilled. She doesn't like dogs, does she? Yeah, I think she was number <laughs> yeah. one fan of it. <laughs> I'm not a massive dog person oh, either, oh, okay. so it's... Um, stoked? I'm stoked. I'm a cat person. <laughs> get us to the wacker. Cat, so, cat, cat round at the wacker. <laughs> well, and um, we've been really excited seeing the emergence of Chloe Ainsworth over the first few matches. Um, but you're a fellow pace bowler. Can you tell us a bit about her and how she's coming to the team? Oh, Chloe's awesome. She, mm. um, I, we went to the same school, so... Obviously, ah. she's 10 years younger than me. Wow. Um, what so year was she born? She's she's 18. Oh, oh so. five. <gasps> yeah. That's so scary. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so oh she, um, yeah, comes uh-huh. through the same high school program um, yeah. that I, I went through. So um, we've kind of, you know, I've always sort of looked out for Chloe and yeah. we've always kind of had this special connection, I suppose. Um, so to see her, like, get her opportunity has been awesome and... She's just like, she's really raw. She just does everything at like 100%, um, throws herself around in fielding and training. Like to the point, sometimes I'm like, Chloe, we got a game tomorrow. <laughs> like, Let's chill it out. Yeah. Relax. Um, but it's awesome. She's like, she's a great player, yeah. like I said, but she's a great person and she just wants to learn and she's yeah. a big sponge and um, she asks heaps of questions. She's just been on fire. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so since even WNCL, like she's just started so, so well this summer. So it's been awesome to have, have yeah. her around with us. So yeah. first season of WBBL, 18 years old, like it's quite, it's a lot to handle as a youngster. How she sort of handled being around the group, going on the road and everything like that. I think um, she's so um, raw, like you said, in terms of she actually takes it all in so well. Uh, she was sitting on the bench when we were in Launceston and sort of like was looking around to the crowd and, and sort of said like, is this what this is like? Oh. Um so I think, yeah, to see the big smile on her face and I think she's just loving being able to go out there and, and try to bowl as fast as you can and, and that's really her attitude towards cricket and like Slug said, you know, 100% of Chloe is what you get and, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome to see someone that's so enthusiastic about just trying to be her best, yeah. go out and succeed. And so leading into this season, WBBL draft, the big question was whether the Scorchers were going to retain Soph or Marazon Calf. Um, what, did you, what were you guys thinking about that? And are you happy to see Sophie Devine back in orange? <laughs> <Not> terrible choice. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty rough if you say no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, well, that was the hardest call yeah. of the draft, wasn't yeah. it? Um, oh, I think, like, you can't compare those two. Like, yeah. they're both – one was going to go one and one was going to go two. Like, yeah, totally. From – 
from the other teams anyway, right? So um, I think obviously like Soph's leadership is ultimately um, why they chose to stick with her and, you know, thankfully we did. She started off yeah. really well for us as well, which I feel yeah. like was always yeah. like... <laughs> It's the thing, you don't become like you have a, an off-season. It doesn't mean you're, you're done, does yeah. it? So it's like I think it's awesome that they've backed her in and, and said we want you to lead it for us again. And she's obviously done super well in the three games we've had so far. Yeah, don't yeah. think we've ever met anyone who said, like, they don't love Sophie Devine. Tell us what she's like as a captain and what she's like <laughs> around the group. I have this um, thing that I say to her all the time that she, I would say, she's almost like a 12-year-old boy in terms of, like, <laughs> she genuinely is so um childlike enthusiastic um but when it's time to be serious she knows that switch and she's very well versed in tactics and and that sort of thing and as a bowler i don't know how you feel slug but she just backs you in to bowl what you know your strength is and and Mm. that's the best thing about sofa as a captain and and our franchise i think is no matter who is playing the role at the time it's you're backed in and, yeah. and everyone gets around it I feel like she'd give a good rev up to the squad like ahead of game day I don't know she's, if she's really a rev up. done much rev ups has okay. she she's a bit of a joke does do the rev up Moon's likes a, a rev up but okay. Mooney gets really serious and it's like <laughs> <laughs> come on girls she's a real competitor yeah <laughs> Moon's would normally give us like a hard talking to if we need one right like yeah. come on girls like pitch a ball up <laughs> something like that I can see that yeah Seen some pretty big hitters in this comp and probably none bigger than Soph and, and Grace Harris. You've played in teams with both of them. Who do you reckon hits it harder and who's scarier to bowl to in the nets? That's a great question. I think actually out of all of them, Laura Harris is the scariest oh, yeah. to bowl to in the nets because sometimes the leg goes out to, to square leg and the ball comes straight back at you. So you're not mm. entirely sure where it's going. But I think as a... Um, through and through Perth girl now, I would have to say Sophie. And so if you had to pick one of them to bat for you in a super over, would that be Soph? I think, I'm, oh, I'm not Soph. sure, don't don't quote me on this, but I think she actually might not have lost one. In um, Launceston, Eddie was bowling to her and she was bowling like some full ones. And honestly, the ball came back so... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com 
slash host. So hard, like up over her head, but oh. I turned to Eddie and I was like, mate, go short and wide. Like, <laughs> don't get that hit back at you. Do like, anything else. She was just <laughs> launching anything that was overpitched. Yeah. You don't want to bowl to players like that in the nets. Like, no. That's when I'm, I was bowl short and wide. <laughs> <laughs> so, Piper, we had a content capture before the season started and we asked a bunch of players who the biggest cricket nerd is. Your, your name came up a lot um, as a huge cricket nerd. Is that something you can confirm or deny? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, true. Bit of a nuffy. Okay. Just love watching cricket. Okay. Like, we'll watch, like, my, it's sad, but my afternoons are dictated to, like, who's playing, like, at the moment, who's playing the World Cup or yep. in Big Bash? What am I doing? Am I going to go out for dinner? No, because I want to watch that game of cricket. Like, oh. it's quite sad, so sometimes <laughs> I've got to be like, don't let cricket um, run my life with how I want to watch it. <laughs> so, actually, but, there was a time that um, in between the Aussies played South Africa and the World Cup starting, and you said, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with my afternoons. <laughs> Because there's no cricket. Yeah. I just, I love watching it, particularly yeah. like at the moment for, the, well, the WBBL is on a bit earlier back in Perth, so that's been ideal. Do you watch all WBBL? Like, not all, only okay. because when I'm playing in it, I try to distance mm. myself so I'm not completely in it all yeah. the time. But like the Men's World Cup, that started at 4 4.30 at home at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, like, particularly that second innings, it's perfect to Good watch. You can really get into it. I've always been a cricket nuffy. Always. Like, I've got photos mm-hmm. of me with, like, I grew up up north in a place called Tom Price in WA. So I've just got photos of me with, like, this big bucket hat on, yeah. uh, or the wide brim, so, sorry, um, with my, my twin brother, and there's, like, 20 boys around us, and I've just got, like, a bat and a ball, and I'm just, like, <laughs> loving it. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, I just, I've just never changed. <laughs> What's the most obscure cricket you've watched? Uh, Amy pulls a piss out of me for watching just Shield cricket. I love She's like, how can you watch shield, shield cricket? But I'm not. I'm with, I'm with I've Amy. just got on all day, you know. Like I've just got it on the telly, it's just free in the test background. Match when you think about it. Um, yeah, this. Yeah, I don't know. The lifeblood of Australian cricket. If it's on KO, it's, it's on the TV, you know. And what about in terms of like your own stats and everything? Do you sort of get really in depth? Oh, nah, into, nah, absolutely not. No. So you're just a fangirl. Yeah, yeah. I'm not interested in anything to do with myself at cricket okay. at all. It's and I don't watch our games back. Like I'll just unless right. we're just reviewing and stuff, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But I I won't watch our stuff back, no. Okay. It's just everyone else I want to watch. Fair. Is there anyone who's like the opposite of that at the Scorchers who like doesn't engage with cricket at all and just turns up and plays? I reckon most people are yeah. watching. Yeah. Like, I think especially like this time of year, when it's so on and I actually don't think there's anyone that wouldn't. No, I reckon everyone gets it up on the plane or in okay. the cars. Are you, really? yeah. are, you, are you the same? Would, yeah. you, would you fall into the cricket nerd category? I have actually been known to watch Premier Cricket. On the live stream? On the weekend. Frog or go box. down? No, no, on Frogbox. <laughs> like your own team? Like yes. your friends? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be just randomly pulling up, say, a Vic. <laughs> just a Vic. Second grade corner. or something. Right. Um, but I'm similar with um, Pipes. Like if it's, if it's on, it's probably on the TV and I'm just yeah. sort of like pitter-pattering around the house doing yeah. stuff. But I love The Shield too, so um, definitely don't take that off us. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, it's been a great start to the WBBL season for you. You've picked up a wicket in every game. How do you feel like you're tracking in? Um, what was the focus for you heading into this season? Yeah, I think um, it's actually probably the opposite. of. <laughs> um, I haven't had the greatest start in terms of um, probably bowling how I want to bowl, but I think the BBL is such a long tournament or the WBBL sorry is such a long tournament you kind of can find your way into the tournament a little bit or or feel your way in and 
I think being able to just bowl in in different situations in mm. different phases. Obviously, we've seen the introduction of the surge in the last two years. Being able to come in and the power play poses a different sort of challenge to the middle overs and then the death. And I, I know Slugs bowled a lot in the, the surge, and she can tell you just how um, <laughs> tough, brutal. Yeah. I think it is as a tough as bowlers. a as a bowler. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think just trying to become a bowler that can bowl in all phases of the game has, has sort of been a focus for me. How do you practice? Yeah like a situation like bowling in the power surge how do you train for that it's hard yeah it's been hard um it's i did one last year and got whacked um against the strikers at lilac or maybe i've done two i did one against them and think one against the heat Uh, it's just honestly like we've just spoken about it so i've done a couple of the other ones as well so Mm. we've just said look we're gonna go for runs yeah Let's just try and commit to the balls we want to bowl. But it's really hard when in the back of your mind you just know someone's yep. trying to line you up, particularly yeah. when there's a set batter. That's been really challenging. It's um, I think it's just like put your ego away and just <laughs> give it your best best shot. <laughs> Good attitude. And Lily, you've been in, in Perth for a bit now. How's that move been for you and what do you reckon you're getting out of it? Yeah, I've loved Perth actually. I think obviously moving over... I was a bit overwhelmed at the start, I'm not going to lie, and probably missed, you know, my family and my friends a lot. But I think the WA group and the Scorchers as well, but more so the WA girls, um, are so welcoming and and it genuinely is what what we're trying to create, this family environment, sort of a home away from home because I think we've got a fair few interstate players that are now Perth locals. Mm. So I think sort of from that perspective, it's been really lovely. All the girls are, are super lovely and um, have welcomed me in with open arms. And, you know, it's it's actually we have a lot of pride representing WA and, and Perth. And I think, well, Slug can speak to that too. But, yeah, I think in that in that space it's been a real opportunity for me to be a part of something new and, and you know, we're building nicely and hopefully um, throughout the WNCL that we can be have a crack at the end of the season. And Piper, we know you had a rib removal couple. Uh, how long ago was that now? That was at the end of last season, so of last season. March. March. Do, when, when you tell, tell people that, do you get, like, a people oh, surprised, yeah. shocked? People are like, I remember what? when I heard it, I was like, oh, my God, that <laughs> yeah. sounds, like, like you traumatic. You can't just get a rib taken out. Um, but it's your first rib, so it's not like it's down here. Okay. It's my scars up here. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I assumed it was it. Me the, too. The bottom. Yeah, no, it's it's there, if you can see it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, so it's... It didn't really keep me out for that long. Like, I reckon I was back playing 10 weeks after, I think, roughly. Yeah, it's... So, basically, I had, obviously, the rib was, like... I had a muscle next to the rib, which you also don't need, apparently. Okay. That was... um, You need it to breathe when you're a baby. True. So, that was really big. Um, And it was, like, squishing... Every time I was bowling, I was, like, it was compressing my um, vessels in my arm. So, my arm was just, like, blowing up. Um, And, obviously, then you're at risk of... Blood clots. Yeah, yeah. Um, thoracic out so like syndrome, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of like a quirky one, mm. but I finally got it done after a couple of years. And Does it feel like it's freed up you, your bowling? Well, I've got blood flow in my arm when I bowl now, which is a good well, start. That sounds like a win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, yeah, it doesn't really feel much different. Like, But, yeah, it's been all good. Like, I'm glad I've, I've finally got it done because I, I just want to keep playing. Yeah. I was just putting it off, putting it off, putting yeah, it off. Okay. Um, and finally, How long did you put it off for? Two years. Two years? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> when they first told told you that you had to get a rib removed, were you like, what? Yeah, I was like, surely not. <laughs> I was like, that's really dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll just stop playing cricket. I've got a puppy arm. But then, obviously, yeah, they say, like, it's not that, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's quite a quick little turnaround. Okay. Um, so then it was fine. And you spent another winter over in England. How was that experience? Oh, it's awesome. I love going, like, the UK summers are really mm. good fun. Um, yeah. 
they play a lot of cricket. Yeah. So, mm. like, that's my third year going back now. And, and I tried to play less this season because of the rib. Okay. Um, I started a bit later and I just wanted just more of a mental refresher as well. I was like... Yeah. To have a bit less playing, more training. And then, like, what, when you're over there, people know you're there. So then you, I end up getting um, called for the, the storm, for the regional stuff. Yeah, and yeah. So it's just... You know, that's good. Trying to yeah, not have to play fun. cricket, then it just happens anyway. But <laughs> yeah. uh, it's awesome. Like, I meet, I meet so many people and I'm a part of, like, so many different squads. Mm. Yeah, the English system's a little bit... It's complex. Yeah. Even, yeah. even the men's yeah. stuff is... Yeah. What, is do you, like, what have you sort of observed, like, as the differences, pros, cons? Well, I think the pros playing more cricket, yeah. like training mm. less and playing mm. more. Um, they obviously have a T20 comp, yeah. then their 50 over stuff, then the 100, yeah. right? So they have an extra T20 comp, basically, yeah. w- that has a lot of games in it. So I just think more cricket. Yeah. Um, they're obviously a couple of years behind where we are, Mm. from how, when they first got all their contracts and stuff. So, and not everyone's contracted. So that was, right. that was crazy. So, like, there'd be 15 players and there'd be four of them not getting paid. But they're oh. all expected to do the same thing. So I was like, oh, this is... Um, That's a bit wacko. Yeah, this is odd. But yeah. Because yeah, they're desperate too. Quite mm. a few of them, they're the younger ones anyway. You just give it all you got and then... Um, and so as a cricket fangirl, I'm sure you enjoyed the opportunity to go and watch some of the Ashes. Yeah. Yep, a lot. I, um, men's and women's. Yeah, I went to, I went to one day, the first day at Edgebaston actually. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Zach Crawley. Good. Yeah. Through uh, Pat Cummins through cover. Oh, it was so good. First oh, ball of the day, day yeah. I was like, yeah. what a start. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, I went to most of the other women's ashes, which again was unbelievable. Yeah. Like a couple of my friends were over, and we went to. It was in London. We went to the Oval and um, Lords. Okay. And um, it was Emma King. I don't know if you remember her. Yeah. Yeah. We rock up, and she's like looking around because it's all set up like exactly how it would be for a men's game right yeah, there's yeah. I think there's 20,000 people hey. and she's like yeah. is this does this happen at all the women's games I was like King yeah this is how it is now like yeah. this is awesome and yeah. um she just couldn't believe it like it was obviously it was sold out yeah um it was unbelievable the atmosphere was awesome yeah it was we were both there and it was yeah. amazing to see yeah. like Credible. the leaps and bounds that the women's game has come over there like what do you reckon needs to happen here for us to sort of reach those heights it's interesting. We we have had these conversations a fair bit actually, um, in terms of the hundred and and you know they they've sort of managed to get it into a place where they get a, a fairly decent crowd for the women's, and that just sort of leads into the the second fixture of the day being the men's or another game. But I think it's it's one of those things that our size of grounds we have mm. community grounds, mm. yeah, and then we have stadiums. Yeah, in the, in the final a couple of years ago, you know, we had a fairly decent crowd at Optus. Yeah, and, that was a great crowd. Um, I think there was maybe 16,000 there or something like yeah. that. And it wasn't even near full. UK people love going to the cricket. They do. They love going and watching. Um, yeah. When it's warm, people love getting outside and they yeah. you know, they want to go um, have a couple of drinks and yeah. sing. And, like, they're a very um, enthusiastic crowd as well, right? Yeah. Where, I don't know some. I don't. I don't know if we just watch it on te- telly more here. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's interesting. Like, well, we've been talking about the, the soccer literally in the car yeah. on the way here mm-hmm. and I think the English as a crowd you know like you said they, they get into it they yeah, see the, like, the Barmy Army yeah. is, is such a great example of that I think the atmosphere is just so different not experiencing it myself but from what everyone said about um, the English summer it's probably because of how cold and kind of miserable it is in winter Maybe. there that yeah, they really the make they the most of the <laughs> comes out they're like ready to go yeah. Yeah. <laughs> alright so to finish we've like 
we've noticed on the podcast, if you say to someone, what are your strengths and what do you bring to a team? People probably aren't going to you know, <laughs> talk themselves up. So we're going to ask you to talk each other up. So oh, let's start yeah. with Piper, Lily. What does Lily bring to the Scorchers squad? What are her strengths and what do you love about having Lily around the team? Well, Lily is a student of the game. Okay. Grandness tells me. And because she just she's like a nerd in cricket. I think okay. more than me because she I loves two like, nerds. Love it. She loves <laughs> looking at like fields and tactics and all of this stuff, you know. So like yeah. um I think Lily brings a lot of that in and she's in like our leadership group. So okay. she can bring a, a lot of that and She's a great fielder, so she's yep. one person you always want in your hot spots. I think Lily will always tell me the truth brutally as well. Mm-hmm. So, which you want? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you yeah, never, you good. never know, like what, what? Um, you're never guessing what she's thinking. Sorry, um, which I think is a really good thing. Like it's just really honest, and again, just gives it, gives it absolutely everything. Yeah, buys into the family feel that we're we're trying to create at the Scorchers and at the Wacker. So, yeah, and she's she's young. How old are you, Lil? Twenty. Twenty two. She's twenty two, and she's. Really young. Look at yeah. her, she's flying. So, exactly. <laughs> well said. That was really nice. All right. And Lily, what um, does Piper bring? Piper is someone that brings just a different perspective to cricket. She yeah. is always upping the vibes and, you know, in in the change room, she's our, our little DJ. And True. Okay. Chief, An important role. Yeah, very important role. Yeah. Um, but I also think she sort of brings, like I think I, I remember you saying one time, you know, we're all going to get out. So bat the way you want to bat. <laughs> so it's an it's an attitude that's, thing. That's so really, really. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think pipes brings something a bit a bit of a different perspective in terms of how she plays the game and you know um, actually getting to know Slug. I think she's got a much more of a cricket brain than people probably give her credit for. And yeah, in terms of, of picking up little things that I guess that probably comes from watching the game and and especially watching you know, international cricket a lot, you, you pick up those things. But she's also just a great human. And I think um, that's what is Slug's best quality. So nice. Thanks, Lil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where does the Slug nickname come from? Yeah. No, not even anything good. Like okay. <laughs> probably oh, six years ago or something, maybe five, six years ago, I just started calling, I just thought, oh, hey, Slug. To anyone? Mm. Yeah, just like cricket. I don't okay. know, it was just, it just happened. And then all of a sudden, I was slug. Okay. <laughs> so there's no really good, good like, reason to it. Great story. Just, I mean, we could maybe say no you slug effort from it last year. The slug the at slug. the Wacker. <laughs> the slug. Piper, Lily, thank you guys so much for joining us today on The Scoop. It was so no fun worries. to chat. Um, thanks for making the journey out here to Junction Oval and all the best for you guys in the Scorchers this season. Thanks, thanks guys. Thanks very much. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting.